What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 1025 Podcast. This is episode 10. I'm Jordan along with Ashanti and Kristen. And today we're going to return back to episode four on the podcast when we talked about music videos. And in this episode, we're basically going to be talking about controversial music videos. Now, art is usually art can be very controversial to the general public. And these four music videos we're going to be talking about have a lasting impact when it came to the visual medium, as well as causing a lot of you know, controversy throughout the years. Um, I remember in episode four, we talked about videos such as Jeremy by Pearl Jam and uh, the prodigy Smack My Bee Up, which was very controversial, as well as This Is America. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about four videos. Um, MIA's um, Born Free, Justice, Stress, uh, Sia's Elastic Heart, and George Michael's I Want Your Sex. Now, we've all seen these four news videos. So what were your thoughts on MIA's Born Free? This was incredibly controversial due to the portrayal of violence and genocide in those community in the community and we can also relate it to now with police brutality and uh, yeah basically police brutality and the violence against human beings so what were you all's thoughts on mia's excuse me born free uh, i think she did a very good job of pointing out how um the trivialities um and the ways that people are prosecuted and it especially relates um to her life as an immigrant to the uk and especially how her father was killed for something I forgot actually what he was killed. I'm pretty sure it was over his ethnicity and two warring regions, but her, most of her music is very political and relates back to her early life. And I absolutely love that about her. And this video definitely, um, this video definitely highlighted her political views. Yeah. And for those who don't know, we'll get to Kristen about MIA. I mean, we've all have probably heard of the song Paper Planes back in 2008 or seven. You know, the I Fly Like Paper Get High Like Planes. It's a really good song. But uh, yeah, Kristen, what were your thoughts on this video? So I actually thought that the video did an excellent job of pointing out the racial disparities in certain communities, especially how because you're oppressed, you want to oppress someone else, which is tragic. But all the people wanted to do that because they saw what happened to them. Yeah. One of the things I dug the most about this music video was the gritty visuals that accompany it. And also, I think this video is a ju is a juxtaposition to the song because the song is called Born Free. So M.I.A. is basically saying that she is born free. She's born to, you know, live this life. And, and you know, she doesn't you know forget the system. You know, I'm a strong and free, independent person. But the video portrays basically in my eyes mass incarceration of the redheaded kids that are depicted in this film you know and also the you know depictions of violence is also very you know like in your face the scene where the kids are running through the field and then the landmines are exploding you know of course that's an homage to the hurt locker from karen bigelow and then the scene, which is pretty much like the money shot where the kid literally steps on the landmine, he explodes. It just that's one of those scenes that I feel will have a lasting impact on you due to the very nasty and disturbing imagery that follows. I want to add 
you i wanted to ask you um was this video aired on mtv or was it only did it only premiere in like a uk music station that's a good question this video on youtube yeah this music video premiered on youtube and literally the first day it was ever uploaded it was taken down like immediately because this was and this was um this will be like an example of how YouTube tries to censor, you know, creators. Even most recently in 2020, Kanye West made this music video called Wash Us in the Blood in light of the George Floyd protest. And then that was restricted for age, you know, and it wasn't really as, it wasn't graphic at all. But then 6ix9ine and Nicki Minaj, they make the song called Trolls, which is overall graphic, nothing happens, you know. But this music video very, very impactful. And I also like the director of this video. His name is Roman Gavris. He's directed a lot of gritty, you know, uh, films throughout his career, such as, um, speaking of Kanye West, um, No Church in the Wild, which is what him and Jay-Z did for the Watch the Throne collaboration. And also a video that we're going to talk about in probably a few seconds. But, yeah. but one of the last things I want to mention about Born Free is what was what do you think was the overall message that they were trying to you know portray especially with everything going on with SARS in Nigeria I want to show this to you guys because I feel like this kind of hits home to what's going on not only in America with the protests and police brutality but also in Nigeria I feel like it showed um how we sometimes wrongfully persecute people and also the extent to um, the power that government has to wrongfully persecute people. Well, in the video, it didn't necessarily show, did it show while all the ginger headed people were locked up or taken? Did it tell a story? Was, like a, mm -hmm. pre They basically wow. showed how it was sieged. Like this whole apartment complex was basically sieged by this task force. And then when they bring one, I think the last redheaded kid on the bus, it's revealed that oh crap, these guys are basically picking everyone off off the street to kill them. You know? Yeah, I think she I, I think she did it in a way that wouldn't have polarized people. Um, she just showed a bunch of redheaded people getting like thrown onto a bus and then killed like animals in a filth. So based off of how she did that, I, I really enjoyed that. And, and I think it was trying to are wrongfully persecuted for like such trivial reasons. Right. Yeah. And another thing, and we'll get to Kristen, is that when they, if you remember the scene where the little kid, boy was, um, was about to get shot in the head, that actor said that the reason why they made this video, they wanted to show violence in order to end violence. It was supposed to be like an eye-opening thing for people to see. Yeah, kind of like Cuties did. Basically, so, yeah. of young girls to sort of end it, but um, just like Born Free, people were ready to rip it apart. Exactly. I think her point kind of got lost in how people trivialized it. But I think she was trying to put it um, towards something that people don't necessarily discriminate against as much. And I'm only saying that because right now, at least, not as many people are just like, oh my gosh, redheads. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's one of them that I'm I'm really glad that you guys like picked this, you know, film apart. And now, well, any final thoughts about MIA's Born Free? You all right. So the next video we're gonna be talking about is also from Roman Gavris, and it's from this electronic 
uh, duo, I think, band. His their names are Justice, and they made this short film called Stress. This music called Stress. Now, this one I think is very interesting because it it almost reminded me of if you guys are familiar with the film A Clockwork Orange by Stanley Kubrick. It also it kind of has that vibe to it where. And Chris, I saw you shaking your head, where it follows a group of these rebels, basically. And they basically go through Paris, terrorizing everybody. Like, you could literally just be sitting down on a park bench, and they'll just come up to you and beat you up. You know what I'm saying? And it's pretty interesting, because, well, my last episode, when we were talking about Bully, and it has that, like, the, the household dichotomy is basically dissolving. And as we saw, like with Marty, Allie, Lisa, they just, they're like, screw it, let's just kill Bobby. What do you guys think was the overall message that was depicted in this music video? Because this video stars an array, a diverse cast of teenagers. You know, you have some black kids, a few Hispanic kids, and then a few Caucasian kids. So what do you guys think, how do you guys think that Roman Gavras took this, visual and related to now with the rebellion you know rising with movies like bully and kids well um in the context of the video the kids were north african and of african descent from france yeah. and it came from an impoverished background where well the kids they based um the music video off of they live on the outskirts of france and they france and they're children of immigrant parents yeah. and Kind of has a negative the kids who are those children living on the outskirts of like paris not france i'm sorry they have like there's this negative stigma around them saying that because of their impoverished background they only seek to wreak havoc on um france and french citizens it's kind of like how we relate like crime in certain marginalized communities in america that's basically what they've done to these kids and a music video was supposed to urge people to reflect on that to reflect on their stereotypes of children from North African and African descent living in France. But yeah. to be, because of the violence in it, people kind of like what Kristen said before, people ready to shoot it down before even thinking about it. A lot of these videos were actually thought pieces, all of the videos that we're going to talk about today. And you frequently see that people don't necessarily pay attention to the message, but are really ready to just react to yeah. it. And the main controversy that I think it, surrounded this project was the fact that a lot of people because the majority of the kids were African you know as Ashanti was saying so they were it was almost like I would say racism was kind of crepping in where it was like oh you know we can't trust you know these you know young black kids that you know run around Paris and you know because these kids they was beating people up trying to hit on women beat up uh, a guy who you know owned a car stole his car and then lit it on fire and then beat up the like the documentarian who was basically following them around filming this so i thought that was really cool what about you Kristen? i think it was just like a hedonistic dream like people doing whatever they wanted to just because they could and i also yeah. dug the music that was playing throughout because the song is called stress and the music that plays has this very unnerving feel to it. It feels like you're literally on edge. It almost feels like nails on a chalkboard, basically, you know. And it keeps revving up as these characters progress. Yeah. 
And one thing, uh, is this a music video that was featured on Kanye West's website initially? Like yeah. what you were talking before. Does yeah. he endorse these people or do you like on his record label or what did they like collab together to get that done? Okay. So Kanye West, he, I think, well, I don't, well, let me think. Well, no, he put this video on his website because this was during a time period when Kanye West was really going into that like experimental era with albums like Yeezus and Life of Pablo. So he gave them basically the cosign, right? So when I heard about that, I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. And then I, you know, jumped over to Vimeo, which is where I actually watched it in YouTube. And I was thinking to myself, this is a, like, I could really see a movie based off of this uh, short. Because this film, as well as Born Free, these are basically short films, which these videos are. Um, what about, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about maybe what was the main idea that was surrounding this? I like when Kristen said a hedonistic, like dream, basically, but if you were to, if this was released now, do you guys think it would have the same like impact as something like a, this is America where it kind of started a conversation piece? Or do you think it will still be very controversial? People will be like, what the heck is this? You know? Yeah, um, that was initially the point when it was first released. I wasn't wording myself very well, but it was supposed to um, it was supposed to tell the story of children from an impoverished background of immigrants from North Africa and children that are from African descent living in France. So these artists basically were trying to show their to show their story through this music video. So based off of what we just said, I think it would be I think it would be accepted now with music videos like This Is America. I, I think it would be accepted. I think people would have a generally good conversation about it, like proper discourse would happen. And also the fact that this was made, well, in France, you know, and France is still, you know, a hub for those social unrest, you know, because Roman Gavris, what he portrays in a lot of his videos is that social unrest. I remember in the No Church in the Wild music video that it was a full-on riot, you know, full-on protest that they were doing, you know, that Jay-Z and Kanye were basically, they basically opened up the decade with what what's to come, you know what I'm saying? With these protests and with the riots that's going on, you know. What about you, Kristen? Um, I actually think it probably wouldn't make as much of an impact now, only because I didn't actually think it got the message through enough. It was just missing something. Yeah. So do you yeah. think? And I'm sorry to cut you off, Ashanti. Do you think? it could have went, this video could have been a, a little bit longer, you know? Yeah. Gain the message, I got yeah. you. Some people who were critiquing the film said, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not, well, none of us are French and I actually have to read into whose story they were portraying. So when I found that out, I feel like if it had some, like a message at the end, like giving some statistics about how many of these children are incarcerated per year yeah. in France, helpful. Because there is a huge oh, stigma of North African descent in France. So like a little, like, let's say when they uh, lit the car on fire and beat up the, the documentarian, you think it had like a little statistic saying, you know, how this is how many people you know from these impoverished areas like exist or something? Yeah. Like yeah. It kind of remind me of like certain German song, music videos that I watched that are just chaos the whole mm -hmm. way through. 
that's that's literally i'm sorry ashanti that's literally the main thing that i described about this music video this is poetic chaos yeah i think um one reason is because most people don't understand the cultural context of it so if you're living in france and you see these faces you'd automatically understand that there is um a civic problem and a social problem based off the faces that you're seeing but if people contested the video globally because they're obviously not from France and they don't understand the relations between these groups of people. It's just how in Canada there's a lot of issues with native or indigenous people and white Canadians but most of us don't know that. We think it would just be a black and white issue. So because most people don't live in France they probably wouldn't understand why the video was so important. And we can almost relate this to your discussion on cuties with how people didn't really understand that film when it came out you know and they tore it apart. Yeah. yeah. It's taking things out of this cultural context um, context that gets a lot of these videos in trouble because we don't understand yeah. the history. Okay. Any final thoughts on justice stress? You Ashanti? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the next one is a song and a video that was very popular when it came out. Um, and I actually pretty much like this song. So Sia Elastic Heart, right? This video stars Shia LaBeouf, we all know of him, you know, from Even Steven Transforms, all that. And also Maddie Ziegler, I hope I pronounced that right. And this short was a part of a trilogy. So the first video was Chandelier, second video was Elastic Heart. And then the third video, I believe it was called Big Girls Don't Cry. Yeah. The, the main controversy surrounding this was the idea of pedophilia because as we see in the music video both of them are wearing practically nude clothing you know clothing that matches their skin tone and of course Shia LaBeouf is a grown man and Maddie Ziegler she's oh she's around our age you know what I'm saying and also like the minimum one another thing I like is the minimalist set design because this video takes place in pretty much a bird cage you know what were you all's thoughts when you guys first watched the video? Did yeah. you get that sense of, I'm sorry to cut y'all off. Did you get that sense of this is sort of an underlying message for pedophilia or do you think it was more, it was deeper than that? Well, Sia came out multiple times saying that like you just brought up on um, the trilogy of videos, those videos were a psychological statement of what it meant to be the artist Sia. So the reason why the set in that video was so minimalistic is because it's Sia's psyche. And the reason why those people were so bare is because it's the contradicting um, personas that she has. Yeah. And I'm mad because they were like, well, if it's, if it's your psyche, why was there a grown man in the video? <laughs> But it's the simple fact that he was wearing such minimal clothes that was supposed to urge that feeling. Yeah. But when, so um, I and when I first watched this video, like when I was like in middle school, I kind of like it was like, why is there a grown man in this video? Why is she so young? Like all that stuff. But once you understand the artist's intentions, which people rarely do, I um, I felt compelled to understand um, what Sia was trying to say. Maddie Ziegler, the younger ver- that is the younger version of herself, and yeah. the older. Um, Shia LaBeouf is well the older version of Sia and there's a lot of him trying to hold on to the younger version of herself and not being able to carry it with her yeah. not be- if you guys understand what I'm saying I got and we'll get to like that part in a few when I like tell y'all my thoughts but Krista but I actually thought that the father or um, Shia LaBeouf was the father figure in her life 
Mm-hmm. Thus, our father was suffering from a mental illness, and she was as well. So I thought it was about her not her being able to get through it, but he wasn't because he just couldn't see a way out. And the cool thing about this this album that came out that this was the single for is that this was basically based off of her, I believe, I don't want to say drug addiction, but it was based off of those trials and tribulations that she went through. Now, I like how you guys kind of um, talked about, like when Kristen said, it was the father figure. Child Buffett basically the father figure. Because when I watched this, the scene where he's holding Maddie and he's like, she's like hitting him on the head and he's making those faces, it kind of reminded me of like a playful dad. You know what I'm saying? And then the final scene where she can get out of the cage and he can't, I like when Ashanti said, he's basically trapped in his own thoughts. The cage represents the mental, you know, prison that a lot of people are in when, it, when they are depressed, when they are dealing with anxiety and, you know, stuff like that. I like that you guys brought that up. Now, do I think personally this was aimed towards pedophilia? When I first saw it, like when Ashanti said, when I was I was in like eighth grade when I saw this too. Originally, I was like, yeah, this is kind of weird. Both of them look dirty as hell. And then why is Shia LaBeouf very grown dancing with a young, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate um, what Kristen brought up because that shows that you actually went and researched the artist's personal life and the story behind in the music video and the music itself. And I think that's really important when you're looking at these artists' discographies and the things that they create because it provides humanity to some of the more like possibly graphic things that you're seeing. And that goes into the music video that we just recently talked about. If you don't do search to make the connection, then you won't be able to enjoy art as it really is. It's a reflection of the art. It's not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's meant to be aesthetically pleasing, but I really like what Kristen said. It added humanity to that. Right. It's a reflection of, the, I feel like this video was a reflection of Sia's reality, the reality that she lived in, you know what I'm saying? And even, you know, aesthetically, like how Maddie was, um, her hair was very similar to the wig that Sia wears a lot, you know, where it covers her, you know, Face and stuff like that. I like those, you know, details. Another thing, and I, we pretty much already answered this. Well, I've already answered this. What do you guys think that the cage represented? The cage that these two performers are dancing in? Um, it kind of, um, if we're still relating it to like CS psyche or like emotional troubles, I think I agree with what you said. Um, except in the sense that Sia, Sia's past self isn't able to carry the burdens of her older self, which is why Shia LaBeouf or older Sia is like trapped in the cage because he can't join her um, in the past, maybe. Yeah. Kristen, or do you kind of agree with what Ashanti was saying? Yeah. Okay. So, and another thing is, and we'll get to the final one. If you, I know this video was pretty quick. Both of these music videos, well, Born Free and uh, Stress, those dealt with violence. That was the main thing that made this uh, those two videos controversial was the depiction of violence. These next two, well, of course, you know, Elastic Heart, then the next one, those depict senses of like pedophilia to an extent. So, excuse me, before we continue to the final one, any you know final thoughts on Elastic Heart by Sia? No. Uh, okay. So the, the final video 
is from famous singer George Michael, right? I like I like your smile right there. Shanti, you're a big fan. And this video is called I Want Your Sex, right? Now, out of all of the videos that we are talking about, this one actually has a groove to it. You can actually, you know, get on the dance floor and dance to this. You know what I'm saying? I understand why it was pretty controversial because, like, let's be real. If you walk up to somebody and say, and, and say, I want your sex, it's either two ways. You're going to get beat up or thrown in jail. Ashanti, <laughs> you being the George Michael stand that you are, can you somewhat analyze the <laughs> meaning of this song? All right. Firstly, we have to understand the history of George Michael's life. Prior to this being George Michael um, unanimous, he was a part of the group, the teenage pop sensation Wham from the UK. You guys have probably heard their songs, Wake Me Up, before all that other stuff. And George yeah. Michael, songwriter, he's been writing since he was like 16 years old. And he felt as though Wham kind of trapped him into like a pop teen sensation. So when he created the Faith album, which is where I Want Your Sex came from, it was supposed to be very adult and masculine in a way, but also George Michael, um, he never really came out talking about his sexuality, but George Michael was um, a bisexual man, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I can't really define it for you guys because he hasn't told anybody. So it was also, some people say that the Faith album, because it was so sexual and people were kind of wondering like, um, are you? It was supposed to just like cement the fact that he is a masculine pop star. And also, there's also another layer to it. During that time, the AIDS epidemic was happening and I want your sex. One of the lines was, um, sex is natural, sex is cool, and it's best when it's one-on-one, -on -one, basically to promote monogamy. And um, the music video had like a lot of layers to it, but overall, like the actual video video was just a lot for people to handle. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. You know what I'm saying? Like when I when I watched, yeah. it, I was like, okay, this is kind of this is kind of cool. This is kind of groove. And then when he actually starts, you know, singing, I'm like, this is kind of this is kind of weird. But I still, you know, groove to it. Yeah. What about you, Kristen? Mm -hmm. Um, I actually like the video, but I think I just like music from back then, and I don't quite see why it's controversial. Maybe people didn't quite like the innuendos. Yeah. I mean, the video is called I Want Your Sex. So, I mean, if you clicked on it expecting it not yeah. to be a little controversial, I don't know what yeah. you're thinking. It's like, it's like somebody makes something that says, you know, uh, uh, I support Donald Trump, and they are mad at you come in and be like, oh, my God, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, the heck? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, when it first, that's essentially why MTV created the nasty hour or the hour where like yeah. sexually skills could arise. Because that video played during a time when children were still up looking at MTV. So if you're someone's mom busting into your child's room and you saw a model like shimmying and charading around George Michael's bareless, um, topless body, <laughs> you'd be like, um, what's going on? Shimmy, <laughs> like, what's this? Like Same with Nick. They created Nick at Night. And how Cartoon Network with Adult Swim. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The only channel that didn't do that was Disney Channel. <laughs> like, but Disney was for kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Cartoon Network was more of like a, they still kind of made mature content to an extent, like Samurai Jack. and. Yeah, because teenagers watched it instead of just little children. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. another thing that I, um, I'm glad that Ashanti, you know, talked about was the advent of MTV because a lot of these iconic music videos that were either, you know, controversial or gained a lot of notoriety, for example, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, that played in heavy rotation, like every day. It was like, okay, I don't give a damn if such and such is coming on, we playing um, Billie Jean afterwards, you know? And also, you know, music videos such as Jeremy by Pearl Jam, which was extremely graphic. Like I told y'all, the, the uncensored version is actually on YouTube where Jeremy actually puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger, as well as the prodigies, you know, I smack my bits up and that type of stuff. But yeah, MTV was very unique back in the day because it was pretty much the kids and teenagers radio, basically, you know. Yeah. In a visual form, you know. Yeah, and especially with a lot of UK artists like George Michael, everything, it sort of became experimental and it helped people like kind of like want to be stands for them or, or like the thing that they pushed. Like it was all, George Michael, when he was a part of Wham, it was all very glamour. It was all very sachet. It was all very, I can woo you, I can do this because they had these clothes on in their music videos and their fancy leather jackets and all that stuff. It allowed people subscribe to their lifestyle through like the video and let's be honest here the main thing that kind of propelled george michael was he was also pretty handsome you know what i'm saying yeah pretty cute or whatever <laughs> now in the final question and i know we didn't really talk i know this video was hella fast but we got like nine minutes left i want to ask you ashanti what was the thing that made you a george michael fan uh, well, I I grew up on like 80s new wave music, like Culture Club and New Order and like just um, the Smiths and like all that stuff. But George Michael, I think it's just because his writing, like I read, um, what the fuck do you call, I read the autobiography that his Wham! bandmate wrote. And once I read that, it just like cemented me as a George Michael fan because mm -hmm. it's he writes he's a very lyrical person and he started writing like when he was like 16 or 17 so I really enjoy the lyrics in his music he just knows how to write a good pop song really yeah and you also, know he he produces a lot of this stuff so I want your sex so it's like kind of built from the ground up by him and it yeah. sounds good to be a 21 year old writing it yeah like unlike a lot of pop tunes where someone would just write and they would just send it to you and also I actually like <laughs> the uh song careless whispers he did with that saxophone he wrote 17 <laughs> love that love that record but uh he just knows how to build really good layered melodies and i just like all his music like it doesn't even matter like i like all of it that's good so so y'all any final thoughts on george michael's i want your sex hmm. all right y'all that's it thank y'all for watching those videos and thank you, you guys, for watching the 1025 Podcast. I'm Jordan, along with Ashanti and Kristen. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Bye.